Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and with me again this week are Jimmy Thorpe and Ethan Bohannon. Hey Hey guys. Uh, And I just want to take a moment to thank you guys uh, because Jimmy and Ethan are the behind the scenes guys uh, with this podcast that have helped really make it happen. And so thank you guys for doing that. And uh, yeah, and they're also going to be joining us this week and next week as we kind of get our feet under us. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, then we'll start uh, having some new voices uh, in to to join us, um, so welcome. Glad hey Brian, you're here. guess what next Monday is? What's next Monday? My birthday. Woo-hoo! Is it really? Hey, happy birthday next week! Thank you, Ethan. Help me I'll remember be 27. that. <laughs> Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Wow. Again. Uh, that's again. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so last week in our first episode of the Word this week. Uh, we covered five chapters yeah. of Genesis. This week, if you've been tracking with us in the daily Bible and chronological order is what we've been using, uh, we have read Genesis 6 through 23. Which is more than five chapters. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is a whole lot more than five <laughs> We're chapters. We're going to be here like four hours. The yeah. last five <laughs> chapters took us... 20 minutes, so... That's right. Uh, but it's not going to be proportional. Uh, so, uh, so buckle up, kids. This yeah. is going to be a six-hour podcast. So what are some of the things that have, that have happened as we've been reading over this past week? There's a lot there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it starts in Genesis chapter 6. And uh, we see an introduction uh, to really where humanity has gone yeah. <laughs> in those first uh, um, decades and yeah. centuries, right? And uh, it says in Genesis 6, 5, that, that God looked at the intention of man's heart and saw that it was only evil always. Yeah. So it's just showing us that things are going from bad yeah. <laughs> to worse, right? Totally. Um, and then there's the flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we get to meet Noah. Yeah. Uh, we have the flood, and then after the flood, we see that God gives kind of the same the same command to to Noah and and his three boys yeah. that He gave to Adam and Eve: be mm-hmm. fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Right, right. Um, and then we see Noah blows it. <laughs> yep, his boys blow it, and uh, yes. <laughs> just continue. Even though God remains faithful, mm-hmm. uh, we are not. Yep, yeah. I think is a big part of it. Uh, you get the Tower of Babel, and then we meet Abraham, and we meet his family, we meet his nephew Lot. Uh, then you have uh, Sarah and Hagar. Uh, and did you say Sammy Hagar? Sammy, I think is that what I, I said? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the second singer of. Uh, uh, but, that'd be a great band. Yeah. Okay, Sarah and Hagar. Sarah Hagar. Sarah Hagar. Sarah yeah. Hagar. Maybe that's what they should have. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. <laughs> you you see their rivalry because God made a promise to Abraham and Sarah that hey, you're gonna have a son, and uh, from you, you're gonna turn into a great nation. And right. it wasn't happening as quickly as they thought it would. Sarah mm-hmm. took things in her own hands. Mentioned <sighs> Abraham, hey, I'm not having a son. Take my take my servant and yeah. 
and they just stepped outside of God's plan. And we see a lot of that, don't we? Yeah, like it's a whole lot taking of it. it into their own hands. God mm-hmm. promised, but they, you know, jumped the gun. It's not as quick to... as they want. Yeah, you know, it's... right. Yeah, and I think it, that comes down to trust, right? Mm-hmm. Like trusting God's word. Yeah, what He had said to them, what He had promised them, and then taking it outside of that. Yep. And it just causes all kinds of, it wreaks havoc, really. Yeah. Right? Uh, but if you keep following the story, uh, you see that child of promise is finally born. Uh, mm-hmm. His name's Isaac. Uh, and then you see this interesting interaction between uh, Abraham and the Lord and um, God saying, hey, there's there's these couple of towns here. Yeah. It's there's a lot of evil coming out of there, yeah. and we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna wipe we're gonna wipe this thing out. Um, but Abraham pleads. You see Abraham pleading mm-hmm. with the Lord, Lord, mm-hmm. if you if you if, if, if there's, there's fifty, yeah, yeah, fifty righteous. So the, you see this rhythm yeah. that he keeps saying is kind of cool. Uh, I loved what he was like. I, I don't know the wording, but the Jimmy version is like, I know I've bothered you. I know I've asked you like five times, but if there's ten people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he keeps asking and keeps asking. He gets all the way down to 10. Yeah. If there's 10 righteous people, will you spare them, Lord? And he's like, if there's 10, I'll spare them. Yeah. And guess what? There wasn't. Apparently there wasn't. Yeah. Yep. Because God did what he said he was going to do. Yeah. But I love that too. You see you see the, the mercy and the grace of God even mm-hmm. in that. Because he's like, yeah, Abraham, I hear you. I love you. You're you're my son. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to hear from you. Uh, and Yeah. I won't do this if they're yeah, and then we see this whole this real sticky thing with Sodom or the people of Sodom and and Lot and mm-hmm. just a lot of brokenness, a yeah, lot of yeah. evil, uh, and and things that are I mean, and our sensibility is disgusting, right? Yes, uh, and just reprehensible. Mm-hmm. And then I think our section kind of ends for this week. Uh, with uh, the death of Sarah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's a whole lot of stuff, and we that's didn't even hit time. all of the highlights. But the things we wanted to do each week is mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, I want to ask you guys now, like, yeah. what are the things that have jumped off the page to you uh, in this week's reading? So, Jimmy, let's start with you. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed, first of all, uh, digging in and reading this together, and I hope whoever's listening, I hope you're enjoying this too. And it's nice to be doing this together. You know, I've tried personally, this is just me speaking, but I've tried to follow reading plans and I'm, I'm not good at being told what to do. I I tend to kind of do the opposite. And, uh, and so I don't always stick with those really great. And I love to read the Bible, but I like to read it on my own terms, but I've thoroughly enjoyed reading this because I know that we as friends are digging in this together and we can share in it. And it's already prompted some amazing conversations. I was talking with my wife about some of these um, quote-unquote Bible stories, you know, that we learned as children and and how it's leaping out to us now in a much different way as being parents uh, in regard to these children and inheritance and some of the behaviors they get into. But one thing, I I just want to jump in real quick right there. One thing you said, you know, I kind of knew these as Bible stories growing up. Um, I remember that... I was a young adult the first time mm-hmm. I truly read through mm-hmm. 
the Bible. Yeah, from the front from front to to end. And what struck me was there is this storyline mm-hmm. that continues through. Yeah, that I didn't always catch early yeah. on. I knew the Bible stories yeah. because I did. I had grown up yeah. uh, in the church. I'd grown up going to Sunday school mm-hmm. and hearing these stories, but I never saw how they all fit together. Yeah. And they all do. Yeah. They all play a role in this complete storyline. And 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 the the central figure of that story is Jesus. It all points to Jesus. And that is what's coming uh, my way this week is. I, I I was even telling you guys about it before we started, and I got choked up. It's like it is so exciting to see um, both the figurative, um, prophetical uh, side of Jesus uh, in these scriptures, but also in a moment we we see the the theophany and the Christophany. <laughs> that's a big word <laughs> of Jesus. But I'll get there in a minute. So taking us back to Genesis chapter eight. Uh, as a recall, the flood has finally stopped. The The ark is stuck on the mountain, but the floodwaters have not yet receded. And um, Noah sends out a raven, which a raven is a kind of bird that um, eats anything, but mostly dead things. And back to Edgar Allan Poe, you know, a raven doesn't bode well. Uh, it doesn't bode well. It's, it's like a harbinger of death. And uh, the raven is sent out, but he doesn't bring back anything that shows a sign of life. Um, And then they decide to send out a dove. And the dove is the type of bird that only eats living things. And uh, the dove goes out and brings back an olive branch, Mm -hmm. which is a symbol of peace. And the dove is the same dove, the the metaphorical one that uh, the Holy Spirit uh, took its shape and fell upon Jesus during his baptism, Mm -hmm. which I love that because they're stuck hopeless and needing of rescue. And then the dove is there to bring hope and life and peace. Yeah. And so we see kind of a, a wink toward um, Jesus, even there in the, in the story of the ark. And even in that too, you just see this beautiful um, God continuing to, to give us glimpses of hope, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. And then there's two, two more spots uh, Genesis 15, uh, this is where Abraham is being told that, that you will have a son. These are the notes that I wrote down, and ask yourself if this sounds familiar, okay? So an angel comes. He says, do not be afraid. A son is coming. And then it says, uh, your belief will be counted to you as righteousness, but there must be a sacrifice, and you will go through hard times, but I will deliver you into a, a land that I've promised. Yeah. Sounds familiar, right? Like yeah. I was bowled over. I'm like, that sounds just like when the angel came to Mary mm-hmm. and said that Jesus is coming and that those that believe in him will be saved and that he will be the perfect sacrifice. And yes, we'll go through hard times, but take heart. He'll overcome them all and bring us into this eternal kingdom. Yeah. Oh, it gives me such chills that it's just... And, and back to what you're saying, Brian, like it wasn't there like that when I was little. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, it's like the richness of the word. You mentioned Mary and how that kind of points towards uh-huh. that. Yeah. Uh, also, when when Sarah finally gives birth to Isaac, yeah, she does this little, like it's almost like a poem or almost yeah. like a little song, Yeah. which is the same thing that, that Mary wrote yeah. after she 
yeah. uh, received that promise from the angel. Wow. Um, it's all over the place. The Bible yeah. is so cool. So, so cool. Cool. Quickly, two more places. Uh, Genesis 18. This is the theophany and the Christophany that I was talking about. It's a $25 word to say that theophany is when God shows up, not incarnate, but in form of, uh, in, in presence in the world, yeah. whether it be as a person or uh, in an object, imbued in an object or yeah. so forth. And then the Christophany is the same thing, but with Jesus. And so in Genesis 18, the the three come to <laughs> visit Abraham. That sounds familiar. The father well, son... Well, it sets it up. It says, the Lord appeared to Abraham, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, in the form of... Three visitors. Three. Yeah. yeah. And so we see the, the, the Trinity... Uh, it, it made visible to Abraham, and like how awesome, how how good is Abraham's life that they're just hanging out with him at the tent? Last time I went camping, the Lord did not fellowship with me, but right. awesome. Uh, just a side note on that too. Sorry, <laughs> no. Uh, they they hang out by a tree. Yeah, right. And there seems to be several of these instances where it's almost a picture back to the garden. Yeah, tree. Here is the Lord walking with Abraham mm-hmm. by a tree. In the cool of the day, having lentil soup. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. And then finally, and that's that's it for me for a moment, but Genesis 22, uh, Abraham is asked to sacrifice Isaac. And, and again, we could unpack this for days as a parent and what yeah. that would feel like. Um, but zooming out, we see Isaac is the son of the promise. Mm-hmm. They have wanted this son. God has told them he'd have a son. They're crazy old. There's no way it's going to happen. And then, you know, the, the the boy's name that means laughter, they can't believe it's happened. He's here, and, and he is the key to this promise. And God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only but you know, son, this promised son, not his only son, but in this case, his promised one. And he does, he's faithful. Yeah. And he does all that he believes he needs to do uh, up to raising the, the, the knife. And yet he's stopped and we hear the rustling of a ram in the thicket, which is just one more point to the fact that Jesus is our rescue and yeah. God will prepare a sacrifice if we come to him in obedience. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think we have to ask the question there, did God intend for... Abraham to kill his son in that moment. I'd say not. Yeah, he did. I mean, obviously not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I think even in the beginning, God's giving a picture of mm-hmm. what he was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me show you what I'll do. And back to what you were saying about taking uh, the future into our own control, I was I was pretty uh, challenged by that. Mm-hmm. Like if God said he was going to do it, then just keep your head down and do, do the last thing that he told you to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I, my life could use more of that versus, well, I'll do this and I'll do that. And, and then this will work. It's like, whew, I, my grandfather used to say, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, <laughs> you know, and the Bible even says, don't promise what you're going to do tomorrow. And I, the older I get, the more sound that seems is like my future is in the Lord's hands and it would be best if I trusted him with it yeah. and not tried to do it on my own. Yeah. Ethan, what's jumped off the page to you? You know, for me, um, the big thing that really stuck to me was God's love and his emotion. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I know for me, a lot of times I read my Bible and I'll pray, and but God is this being above us, which He is, and mm-hmm. you know, you can get real deep with all that, but He's this being above us, and He doesn't, you know, sometimes I don't think about Him feeling the way I feel or having those emotions. Uh, but it, it was just brought to me in this and just kind of came out to me in this that like God had to wipe the people off the planet. Yeah. Multiple times, like not off the planet, but you know, like he wiped the planet with the flood and then he uh, had to destroy uh, Mm -hmm. Sodom and like the lot of destruction and that broke God's heart, you know, and I think about times in my life where uh, things were hard or uh, relationships were broken or I was hurt and how much more is that for God, you know, and how much more does he feel that? Um, but all the while, what does he do? Yeah, He still loves us. He still yeah. pursues us. And I don't know, it was just a reminder to me that this is how faithful God is and how good he is that uh, all this evil and all this crap that we see people doing and that our sinful nature uh, within us, God is still pursuing us and God is loving us. And like you guys have been talking about, like we were talking about with this this thread and this story that we see of Jesus, everything is leading and God's just showing like, I know you keep messing up, but I'm here and I love you. And we see that coming with Jesus, right? right. And so I just, I loved that. And I, it just kind of brought it, that realization back to me that how much God loves me. Totally. Yeah. And we see God working in these ways that sometimes are, are hard for us to understand. Yeah. But he's doing what's best for humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> in spite of yeah. the things that they brought upon themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's acting out of love. Yeah. He's acting uh, out of justice, mm-hmm. but he's also acting out of grace and mercy. Yeah. So, Brian, what what is it that's really jumped out to you? I think for me, uh, in this section, one of the most important things that really carries the the storyline uh, through is the promise that God made to Abraham in Genesis 12. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's 12, 1 to 3. I actually want to read it. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, or give you a great name is how it's said yeah. in, in other translations, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, Curse those who treat you with contempt. Mm-hmm. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. He said, Abraham, I'll make you a great nation. I'll make you into a great name. I'll give you a great name. And all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. And ultimately, mm-hmm. we are all blessed through yeah. Christ, yeah. who came through that mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Um, I uh, was doing a lot of studying um, It was actually on the book of Ephesians that Mm -hmm. dealt with this language of choosing and blessing and that kind of thing. And um, uh, the guy that was teaching some of this, uh, uh, Tim Mackey, uh, he said that God chooses one out of the many so that through the one, he will restore his blessing to the many. Yeah. God chooses the one. Mm -hmm. In this case, at this moment, Abraham, out of the many, all yeah. the other people on the earth. 
so that through the one, through this Abraham, he will restore his blessing to the many. Mm-hmm. Now, the blessing's not restored through Abraham, right. but it's through a descendant of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the one that's chosen is Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And in him, we are blessed. Mm. In him, we receive the blessing of God. In him, we ultimately receive life. So, the podcast is called The Word This Week. Uh, if you guys could sum up uh, what we've read in one word, what would be the word to you this week? I think for me, uh, it's that word promise, kind of like we've been talking about this whole time. We see that promise come through. We see uh, him with Noah, and we see it, well, even all the way back, but we see it with Noah, and we see it with Abraham, and we know that all of this leads to to Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just, I don't know, to me it's that word of promise because yeah. God keeps his promises and God uh, made this promise and he was faithful to it in the ups and the downs of humanity. He was always faithful to that promise. Jimmy, how about you? My word is Nimrod. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, and I know Ethan does too, the the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. I used to watch them with my granddad. Yeah. Still watch them with my kids. And there's this episode where uh, Bugs Bunny is dealing with Elmer Fudd, and Elmer Fudd is a hunter, and he's an inept <laughs> hunter. And so Bugs calls him a little Nimrod because the writers were smart and knew the Bible yeah. and knew that people knew the Bible at that time anyway. And they used it as a reference to call him sarcastically an inept hunter, which leads us back to Nimrod. And the reason why, and I don't, I've never called anyone a Nimrod, but I've heard that all my Are you life. Sure, you haven't. Oh, sure, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but but we say that because of the Bible and because of Bugs Bunny, which I thought was awesome. Yep. But my real word this week is inheritance. Mm. The people of God mess up and they fail and they don't always obey, but God is always faithful. He's always good to them. He's always merciful, and in spite of their failures, he still upholds his promise. And to what Brian was talking about, we see it upheld in Jesus down down the road. Yeah, yeah. I had a different word, but just as we've been sitting here and talking, I think my word this week would be Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, we see these promises so eloquently expressed. And we will over the next week as well. But these promises that point to Jesus. The Bible really is this unified story yeah, that points to him. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we've made it through Genesis chapter 23. Is that right? Woo-hoo. Yeah. yeah we did. And it wasn't a six-hour podcast. So yeah, yeah, we did it. It wasn't. So <laughs> that's, that's a plus. Um if you're continuing to read with us, and maybe maybe you've gotten behind, but it's okay to jump in right where mm-hmm. we're at. Yeah, totally. And uh, when when we get together next week, uh, we're going to see how this family of of Abraham uh, is multiplying, and the promise that God made to him is going to be passed on. Mm-hmm. We're also going to see some of the tendencies we've seen in humanity, and we've seen in Abraham and Sarah. Those are also passed down uh, to their children, their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. But we hope you can join us next Monday uh, for The Word this week. And we'd also like to take a moment to just say thanks again to uh, the River Community Church, who's made this whole thing possible. And uh, if you'd like more information on The River, you can check us out on our website, rivercc.com. Thanks, guys.